1: Tommy, I'm sitting at the SCG last Sunday, and this song is running through my head. I've just had an absolute (laughs) of a day. It was just a shocking afternoon. Sam Walker carving up. Teddy's been head-knocked into next week. actually, this week. We'll talk about will he play or not. But you, on the other side of the coin, mate, you had an outstanding week, and you shot up the rankings. Yeah, mate. uh, Sorry to hear about your absolute day on Sunday,
2: but um, for others, it was good. Sam Walker playing the house down yet again, and I had him thankfully, as a playing reserve, and then I don't own Teddy, and I feel for people who did, because you can't see that coming, and it'll be interesting to see whether or not he plays uh, this week coming.
1: Yeah, the Roosters obviously in the past have shown a tendency to err on the side of caution, and you can't blame them, um, you know, credit to the club, they're putting the health of the players before the two points, which they obviously got on the weekend, and they'll be looking to do the same uh, this weekend in round eight. Can you believe we're at round eight already? Jeez, it's flown by, hasn't it? Yeah, absolutely, I can remember vividly sitting here a couple months ago, we just Praying
2: for the season to start and now we're already almost a third of the way through. Uh, I think I'm going pretty well in terms of my classic ranking, up to the top 5% overall after a few big weeks. Um, So hoping to keep the ball rolling. How are you looking?
1: Yeah, you've um, flown back in the last couple of weeks. You've actually overtaken me. I'm in the, only in the top 6% now. I had a really bad week last week, as I said. Uh, I was pretty keen on trading in Tohu Harris last week and uh, not to know that he wasn't going to play against the Storm with that um, lingering concussion symptom. So, I mean, everything that could go wrong did go wrong, as we said at the start there It's just uh, one thing fell after another. I guess some positives to come out of the week, though, were uh, the performances of Nathan Cleary, Isaiah Papali'i continues to go from strength to strength, and of course Tommy Turbo uh, just kept the momentum rolling against the Tigers. So these big names that we have brought in, uh, they're just doing the yeah, job
2: absolutely. And also David Fafita, a few of people have been asking about him the last few weeks, and he he was probably the star of the weekend. 153 points. Um, <laughs> Honestly, just making him look like, boys, the opposition in the first half the other night is great to watch and uh, paying dividends for people who've forked out the money to get him.
1: Yeah, I mean, I'll put the hand up and apologise uh, off the bat already. I mean, um, we go through our talking points as we do every week and um, as you mentioned there, we've, we've had some questions or you know some people looking for advice or feedback around for in the weeks gone by and, I mean, I've, I was always just... I thought a lower score wasn't too far away from Fafita, but how can you predict that he's just going to keep scoring tries? And you look at his next you know, two weeks of fixtures at least, who's to say he can't score again? We'll get into that in a moment's time, but um, let's just get into these talking points while we're rolling. Uh, keep the ball rolling here, and there have been plenty coming through at our Instagram at Supercoach365, Uh big thank you again for everyone who's got in early here. Uh, we will say this, though, as we've gone to air here Tuesday night after the judiciary hearing of uh, Josh Curran, obviously a popular trade-in option for this week. Tommy, um, news that he's gotten off, so a lot of Supercoaches will be happy yeah, with that. Yeah,
2: sanity prevailing there. I, I, pretty much everyone I speak to, and myself included, couldn't believe he was sinned in the other night. I was barely having a penalty, so if he had missed games, it would have been a bit of a travesty, so... Luckily, he's back this week and he's an option for some people.
1: Yeah, it looked a a tough call on the night and watching it back, as you say there on replay, um, You know, glad for Josh and the Warriors and everyone else who's uh, keeping a keen eye on him on a super coach perspective that he'll be turning out uh, this weekend. Let's get into these talking points. Tommy, there are plenty here which we can go through. We're not as hard-pressed for time tonight as we have been in recent weeks, so we might be able to get to a little bit more of these as we go through. Cooper Young, I dare say um, he's very popular in our Instagram DMs. He says, thoughts on Dylan Edwards? And uh, while we're at it, he says front row forward options that don't play origin and that play in the buy round. Let's just touch on Dylan Edwards first, Tommy. Um, one of the more consistent fullbacks, he often flies under the radar uh, behind the bigger names like Teddy and Pappenhausen and Dravojevic, of course, but he just he's a proven performer, Dylan Edwards, on the super coach stage at least.
2: Yeah, he is, and you are right, he does fly under the radar because of the stack position that is fullback. But at the moment with uh, Teddy, obviously under an injury crowd, Pappenhausen out for a few weeks and Latrell suspended, maybe it is a little sneaky opportunity to get Edwards in. Breakeven is 62, which it's pretty high, but in a Penrith team who playing Manly this week, he probably can achieve that. They don't
1: have the worst run as well. You mentioned they play Manly there. Then into the Sharks, who are in all sorts. Uh, and then the Titans, who have shown that they do concede points, even though uh, they have been much improved performance-wise, other than uh, what we've seen in recent times from the Titans. But, yeah, not the worst shout there, Dylan Edwards. But, um, yeah, I mean, at that price, at that break-even, you're probably not looking to bring him in this week. Maybe next, if that drops a little bit more. Uh, still on Cooper Young's other question here. Front row forward options that don't play origin and that play in the buy roundable. Well, let me just bring it up here as we go through it. Um, some popular front row forward options, no doubt, would be Isaiah Papali'i. If you don't have him already, I'd suggest getting him in Um, He is a bit of a hefty cost. He's actually more than what Payne Haas was um, to start the year, which is just phenomenal when you think that Papali'i was a fringe first grader in in years gone by. Uh, Looking at the first buy round, you're looking at teams playing like the Broncos, the Dragons, uh, the Eels, which we've just mentioned there with Papali'i, the Knights, uh, the Panthers, the Storm, the Tigers, and the Titans. Tommy, if you're looking at that there, you're probably not going to play the Knights because you'd think both Clemmer and siafiti would be in the Origin squad. Um, the Panthers, you know, they might contribute as well in some form or fashion, but um, the Dragons maybe, I don't know. I mean, Pangai Jr., he's not playing Origin, um, and he's at that gettable price around $530,000. Yeah, it's a
2: tricky one that he's raised here. Uh, good question for sure heading into this Origin period. In the next month or so, uh, possibly James Fisher-Harris is one that could be an option there, dual position, second row and front row, averaging over 60 this year, and he won't be playing origin, obviously, it's not eligible, so he's possibly an option there.
1: Yeah, and you think, you know, I mentioned the Storm playing there, but you'd expect Christian Welch to be in that origin squad at least, if not in the starting team or on the bench, so he should be there about. So, yeah, no, James Fisher-Harris, and he's a proven performer as well, Um and he's rocketing up this Dalian leaderboard as well, so it means he is in good form. And if you can afford him, maybe bring him into your side. Another one here from Tony K, 1994. He says, "Should I drop Tedesco for Turbo before his price rises?" Um, I will let you answer this one, Tommy. I think this one's pretty straightforward. Yeah, I think
2: it's a must. I uh, probably should have done it last week, but you obviously, aren't to know that Teddy would get injured. Um, but yeah, I think it's the time is now. Turbo's flying on all cylinders, so you better get in before uh, he goes up even more.
1: Two questions here which kind of go hand in hand despite coming from uh, two different people here. They say sell Lil Pappy or hold him. Uh, That's Jay Weather 236 says sell Lil Pappy or hold him. And Max Ben James says, Teddy got to go despite the astronomical cash losses already. So are we trading out these names like Pappenhausen and Tedesco to fit in the others like Travojevic, maybe a cheaper option in Nico Hines or Reese Walsh if you really want to go basement um, prices there, or is there another option in between, Tommy, that we can find between Dravojevic, Pappenhausen, and Tedesco?
2: Yeah, I think we did speak about this a bit last week, but it still is a big issue, obviously. I think I think both Pappenhausen and Teddy are at the moment. I think you have a bit of, I suppose, opinion on uh, Pappy, which you can touch on in a sec, but I think with the options out there, such as Turbo, Ponga was someone we didn't mention there, and then also all the cheapy options there's really just a good time to get rid of the Pappenhausen-Tedesco and maybe revisit them later after State of Origin.
1: Yeah, I think um, you spoke of Pappenhausen there. I was just really, um, I guess, a little bit surprised by the way that Craig Bellamy spoke about his injury after the game. I mean, we were led to believe heading into that match with the Warriors that um, he might miss one or two games at max, but Bellamy said even after that game that Um, He he said the severity of the injury, he'd be lucky not to miss any more than three. Three extra weeks upon the one that he already missed. So uh, that's a month out from round seven. That gets him back around round 11, effectively meaning he's playing one more game before he goes into an origin squad. So I just think there's a real chance here for Nico Hines to lock down that fullback spot, really prove himself in his team. Uh, The origin period will linger on for about a month or so. Uh, they'll come out the other side of that, and that's probably a time where you can get rid of Hines. You would have made enough money by then anyway. So, uh, if you are looking to sell these names or move these bigger names on, such as Tedesco, such as Pappenhausen, uh, if you haven't already got in, uh, Tommy Turbo, you can probably look to go to Nico Hines or even like a Roger Tuivasa-Sheck. You know that he won't be involved in the Origin campaign either. Another one here is Corey Thompson, a buy. Uh, he's been playing good footy, Corey Thompson, but at that price in that team, um, I don't know if you want to be playing him. He might even be a smoky for the Queensland team at this point, so, or at least the squad if not the team. So for mine, Corey Thompson wouldn't be a buy. Tommy, are you echoing those sentiments?
2: I mean, if you asked me this question seven weeks ago, I would have said you're dreaming, but he's playing incredible, really. His base stats aren't even that bad, and then he scores nearly every week, and his attacking stats are incredible. But um, look... He's pretty expensive, so I can see why you're saying no, but there is probably worse options than him.
1: You look at their run too. Um, I mean, I know that they've come off uh, a tough game against South, so they still score 30 points, but you look at their run the next five weeks. Uh, they have the Broncos this week, obviously. Then they go into the Tigers at Campbelltown. Uh, round 10, uh, a difficult game against the Panthers, but the other side of that, running downhill into the origin break, they have the Bulldogs, and then they have the Sharks uh, before the origin break, so... Yeah, I mean, it's not the worst shout there to bring in Corey Thompson. Uh, Mike Clark here, I don't know if he's the test cricketer, Michael, but he says, what to do with Teddy? Uh, I think we've already mentioned that. Campbell McCoy says, Teddy a sell. Um, I mean, we've already kind of touched on this, but let's give a definitive answer, Tommy. Are we any chance of holding? If you are holding Teddy, would you even consider keeping him um, a high break even again. I think he has to score 100 just to lose $40,000. So against the Knights. But you made a good point before off-air, before we pressed the record button here, Tommy, about the Roosters and uh, I guess examples in the past of how they're not too keen to rush back these bigger names from these head knocks.
2: No, exactly right. I think their history of uh, welfare around their players and concussion is it speaks for itself. So I'd be surprised personally if he played. But even if he does... The high break even, like you said, and nights away isn't the easiest fixture ever on paper. And then he goes into origin a few weeks' time anyway. So, look, I'm pretty keen to sell him if if I'm holding him. Lob
1: it. one says, are we selling the house for Fafita now or are we waiting for a price drop? Um, I mean, I'll jump a little bit forward here. We'll get into our trades in full later. But, I mean, we've already spoken of that run for the Titans. You'd be a brave man if you weren't playing with Fafita after this origin break. And, there's no reason why he can't continue to raise this price above what he's already raised at Tommy. I mean, you look at the form and his game is such a game style of play which just lends itself to, to supercoach points. And, I mean, I don't think he's going to score a hat-trick every week. I don't think he's going to score a double every week. He might not even score a try every week, but he's just always around the ball. He's always involved. Yeah, he's, he's just too good to leave out at the moment. I
2: know he's such a high price, but four scores over 100, another one of 88, and then, like you said, before the run they have, coming up is a dream run, really. You'd expect him probably to score against Brisbane and West. So, yeah, I think you got to have him.
1: And even on an on-and-off week, say if he's not scoring a try, I think you look back at that game against the Seagulls where they were beaten soundly 36 points to nil and he still scored 78. Like, you'd be happy with that score from your back rower when they won by 36, let alone when they didn't score a point and were on the wrong end of a very heavy scoreline. Uh, Nico Raynaud says, Simpkin for Schuster worthy. I don't know if you can do that unless you're moving a few other pieces of the puzzle around. Um, Simpkin for Schuster. I'm, I'm guessing he's trading Schuster out. He means Schuster for Simpkin. Um, Tommy, you've been impressed by Schuster in the last couple of weeks.
2: Yeah, mate. I've really been taken by him. I was pretty keen on him in the trial match. I know they got flogged by West in that trial, but he looked. He was the only player on the field for Manly who looked good. and. He's brought that into uh, the regular season form. Really good the other day against the Tigers. Um, and then his break-even still is only three. So you definitely probably not worth selling yet. His price is getting up there, but it's going to go up again next week. So I'd be holding on to him for now.
1: one. There's, there's a couple of questions here. Uh, and we'll wrap this up pretty soon. But they say Simkins Minutes. This is from the Cashos. Um, a couple of questions here about Simpkins. Obviously, he's expecting that price rise this week. But the Tigers, they've... they've not against change so I don't think Jacob Little was that horrendous to start the year that you know it means that Simpkins place in this team is safe Tommy so uh, personally I won't be picking up Simpkins this week as it stands uh, running with Cook and Braley at this point it's just so hard to get rid of uh, either one of those guys on, on form and on reputation but Simpkins himself a base of 51 um, playing well but At his age and with his lack of experience and credibility, I guess, to justify holding down this spot for the rest of the year, little, he's always going to be there snapping at his Yeah, I'm not sure
2: about his long term security because I think we said last week, Maguire likes to change things if things aren't going well, and they're certainly not going well at the moment. But um, on the plus side for Simpkin, minus 38 break even, so he's definitely in for some further price rises. I've got him because I had little prior to him, so I'm keeping him for now, Simpkin, but yeah, definitely going to monitor the situation.
1: That just about wraps us up for our talking points for this week again. A big thank you for those who have uh, got them in at supercoach365. We'll put these up every Tuesday at our Instagram stories. Uh, Tommy, speaking of our stories again before we jump ahead to round eight previews, uh, Thursday mornings we do our uh, over under predicted lines for topsport.com.au uh, and in the past few weeks we've also been doing our Supercoach coach bets podcast but if you have been staying up to date with that we've had absolute shockers Tommy but we've been a little bit unlucky but we're going to put that on ice for a few weeks at least um, and but our our Instagram story will still continue to be in play from Thursday morning and it's good fun isn't it Yeah absolutely and it gives people i suppose a chance to uh play along and
2: have a bit of fun with the scores for the weekend and As we've said in the past, we're hoping that uh, Top Sport can bring Supercoach betting to life, possibly in 2022. So picking the over and under of uh, individual players could be a bit of practice ahead of next year.
1: Good fun as well. Uh, Of course, if you are having a punt on the footy, do it responsibly with topsport.com.au. But it is good fun as well, just to kind of uh, see the way that we're thinking and feeling about different players and uh, heading into... The upcoming weeks. 40, Tommy, let's just get straight into the upcoming week. We won't dwell on it anymore. Round eight gets underway on Thursday night. Uh, down there at GIO Stadium in Canberra, your Raiders, geez, they've uh, found or well, they've made tough work of their recent uh, matchups. They take on the Red Hot Rabbitohs who've just put 40 points on the Titans. The Rabbitohs will start $1.50 favourites here. The Raiders $2.60 outsiders. The line 5.5 with topsport.com.au. And. Which way do you see this one going, Tommy? I take your green cap off for a moment. The Rabbitohs have just uh, been in good form. The Raiders not so much.
2: Yeah, look, I know this is not specifically a betting podcast, but geez, a fifty for the Rabbitohs. Looks money for Jam. If we were going to bounce back, we were going to do it last week. We had dropped a few players, and we we're playing the Cowboys, and we showed up early. But yeah, we'd really just very disappointing overall across the eighty minutes. I can't see us beating South in their current form. We've dropped uh, Josh Papali. Jared Kirk is supposedly injured. So a few more changes there. Um, in terms of Super Coach, Corey harry Renaira comes back into the starting team. He did start there last week, but he's been named in the 11 this week and looks to probably play 80 minutes, which could be an interesting one to monitor.
1: Yeah, we said that in our season previews, didn't we, that he could have been a real buyer of the year and um, one of those real cash cow options at about the $300,000 price, I think, off the top of my head, the start of the year, but... Um, Obviously, uh, he fell by the wayside in different ways before a ball was kicked, Corey that is, and uh, I guess it's a little bit of a tale of the Raiders' season. It kind of had so much promise, but... Uh, They just yet to find it uh, seven weeks gone. Uh, A couple of break-evens before we kind of get into our thoughts and feelings on this match, but uh, Kaloa Matangi on the back of a big performance against the Titans is at minus 23. So if you've held him from the start or the first couple of weeks, uh, good on you. You're expecting a a bit of a cash rise this week. Jordan Rapana on the back of a double has a break-even of just two. And Cameron Murray, I know that he's been a popular player Uh, both in Classic and in Draft, and he's got a break-even this week of just 19. So uh, they're the ways that you'd be looking to be playing this weekend if you are uh, making trades or shifting players around to make a bit of cash this week. Tommy, some good reading, though, for the Raiders. Past four matches uh, between the Raiders and the Rabbitohs coincidentally have been in Canberra, and Canberra have won three of those games. So... Uh, if they can find a way to win at home. Um, they haven't found too much trouble doing it against the Rabbitohs in recent times at least. Yes,
2: uh, that, that is good news. And I remember you and I were there for one of those games, uh, the preliminary final in 2019. Mm. It was a good night indeed. But uh, it's a distant memory now, unfortunately, for us. Uh, just We've just got no strike power out wide. I think that's our biggest issue. And then you look at South strike power and <laughs> you've got Cody Walker at fullback, Johnson on the wing, Marshall in the halves now with Reynolds. It's just it's going to be too much yeah, for us Yeah, I mean, to there's plenty
1: of strike right across the park there and we're expecting points in this one. And traditionally, uh, you look back, these have kind of been low-scoring affairs, but I think that the way that the game's changed uh, in recent times, at least the past two seasons with these introductions of new rules, uh, the low-scoring affair might be a thing of the past and it might just be a case of uh, you score 30 and we'll score 40 as it was last week with the Souths uh, up against the Titans. Um a little bit of a random stat and doesn't mean too much for anyone here but the last time that these two sides met in april in the act was on anzac day in 2010 so take with that what you will absolutely fucking that's just a pointless stat doesn't even mean anything <laughs> anyway let's move on because that's just garbage the storm and the sharks the old rivals the 2016 grand final rematch um at amy park 6 p.m in amy park on a friday afternoon that's a an oddity. Uh, the Storm, I mean, head-to-head, they look far too good here. Uh, $1.10 favourites with top sport. The Lions, 17 and a half. The Sharks, long outsiders at $7.00. But looking at, at this from a super Coach perspective, Tommy, um, the Storm players, they just find a way to just chalk up big scores. Jerome Hughes, Josh Adokar both scored in excess of 100 supercoach points last week. And if the performance of the Sharks against the Bulldogs is anything to go by, uh, they could be in for plenty more points this week. Yeah,
2: a lot of people, once uh, John Morris sort of got the sack, people were wondering whether or not the wheels would fall off the Sharks, and they played pretty well the first game against the Knights, albeit they lost, but then, yeah, the other night, very disappointing, and this looks a pretty scary fixture away to Melbourne, who were pretty good early against the Warriors the other night, and disposed of them, and... Sharks defence is pretty frail so you'd have to think uh, the Storm players that you mentioned they're in for another big game
1: yeah and uh, we'll just take a quick look at these break evens now if you are uh, looking to make a bit of cash we already have mentioned Nico Hines of course uh, for the storm, and I guess another bonus to bringing Nico in is his dual position eligibility, so he can play the center wing slot as well as the fullback slot. Uh, Jerome Hughes, we've already mentioned as well, he's got a break-even of minus 36, so you can expect Jerome to make, uh, you're looking at about $70,000, so a fair price rise uh, if you are playing uh, with Jerome at that backup number 7 slot. Good luck to you if you are. Nico Hines, minus 5. Connor Tracy, a zero break-even. Uh, Haradi, 5. Remus Smith six. I know I don't want to harp on about last week, Tommy, but I'm watching Remus finally, finally score tries, and I had him on the on the uh, reserves as a non-playing reserve. It just was salt into the wounds after an already uh, shocking Sunday. But uh, you look here, it looks a one-way go here but we thought that about the, the uh, Sharks and the Bulldogs last weekend didn't we and the the Bulldogs sprung a surprise so it just shows you that anything can happen in this game of ours. Yeah
2: but I would be amazed if uh, if this one didn't go the purple way uh, just on your break evens there I do think Nico Hines uh, he's a sneaky uh, little point of difference cheapy there because he does look to get a decent run in the team now with Pappenhausen out for we think maybe a further two games. And then into the origin period, he's likely to be occupied there. So, Hines slots so well into this team and he scored well the other nights. He's not actually a bad option if he's looking for something left to centre there. What an
1: absolute abundance or a luxury to have for uh, for Craig Bellamy. Uh, I mean, he's got arguably the origin hooker in a waiting, the Kiwi hooker at his disposal as well. Um, the potential Blues fullback, if he wanted to, that is in Pappenhausen and then just this, you know, out-and-out out footy talent in Nico Hines just sitting there. It's just an unbelievable uh, embarrassment of riches that they do have down there in Melbourne. So, credit to them. It looks like they'll be getting the win this weekend. Uh, the main game, if you can call it that, on Friday night, the primetime game at least, the Brisbane Broncos up against the Little Brother or the Big Brother, as it has been in recent seasons, the Gold Coast Titans. We've already mentioned Fafita. This is the day for Fafita Cup in its ultimate form, and... Uh, we're looking at the odds here, of course, for topsport.com.au. $3.60 the Broncos, the Titans twenty nine. the line uh, minus 12, a flat minus 12 as we go to air on Tuesday night. Tommy, is it a case of just the Titans just have to turn up and they'll get the two points? Probably,
2: yeah, you, you'd think so. Broncos are strange because they, they did play really well against Penrith a fortnight ago, but then last week against Parra, the wheels fell off and they've changed their halves again which I don't think, if Milford wasn't the answer a fortnight ago, why is it the answer this week? <laughs> doesn't really make much sense to me. But, um, yeah, look, if Titans can show up and play as well as they did against South last week, um, Brisbane won't be scoring 38 points. So, yeah, Titans for me, definitely.
1: Yeah, not too much to speak of here from the uh, break-even point of view. Um, I mean, while we're here talking about David Fafita, we're waxing lyrical about uh, Fafita and we... Think he's going to score a try? If you are keen on him to score a try, he's two dollars twenty at topsport.com.au to score a try at any time. Or if you think he can score the first try as he did last weekend, twelve dollars. So a bit of value there about Fafita to cross first. We I mean, wouldn't be surprised if he did either in uh, the form that he is showing. Anyway, Saturday afternoon, the Panthers taking on the Seagulls. This one out in Bathurst, uh, a Panthers home game, and they take this to Bathurst as they have done in recent years and um, this game you wouldn't have even expected it to be in a close encounter in recent weeks Or so if you asked me a month ago you would have said Panthers by how many but suddenly Manly they've welcomed back Tommy Turbo and they've just clicked right back into gear yeah and you mentioned a month ago they actually
2: they played under a month ago strange with the fixtures but and they got beat by 40 by Penrith on that occasion Manly so You'd be expecting a much different performance here with obviously Turbo in the team and everyone just seems to be firing. Our uh, Schuster, as we have mentioned previously, is really going well. Even this too is also quite impressive, I think, as well. Uh, going to go with Penrith, obviously, here, but I'm expecting a pretty good game. Nice afternoon game at Bathurst. Should be some points.
1: Uh, Ruben Garrick heads off these break-evens and... Yeah, he started the season around the $300,000 mark, maybe $370,000. A break-even of negative 28, if you don't mind. Expected to make another 70K on top of the 150 that he's already made to this point. So he's just kind of shot out of the cannon. Ruben Garrick scoring tries, kicking goals as well. Uh, That man, Tommy Travojevic, minus 18. You've already mentioned Olakowatu in the back row. Um, his stocks long term though might be a little bit shaky, given that Curtis Sirnan is expected back at any uh, given time. He, he, I actually thought he'd be back this week, but uh, maybe next week you'll get a run. to there as well at just three. So all the manly players heading off these break evens. Um, we mention the form of Burton Luai Cleary? Just just in Brian To'o. I mean, it just seems to be this machine, this beast that just uh, has no signs of slowing down and. Um, Tommy, I know that you were keen on the Panthers to go through this season undefeated. Have you seen anything to sway your thinking otherwise? That you know they can get, run all the way through to the finals without dropping a game. Well,
2: I tell you what, they've got they've got every chance. Uh, it'll be interesting to see them come up against Souths, and then I think they play Melbourne again later in the year too. They they look the two fixtures that are going to trouble them the most. But really, other than that, it's hard to see them dropping a game. I'm sure they probably will at some point, given the nature of rugby league. But yeah, it's it's quite an incredible team they have. The consistency of their performance and their defense is just so good. So an absolute credit to the Panthers.
1: Dollar seventeen to get the win. Manly five dollars. The line minus fourteen and a half against the Panthers, of course, all these odds via topsport.com.au. Um, if you're fancying a try scorer while we're at it, I know we mentioned their Brian Tho- Oh, he's been in great form. He's uh the favourite here at dollar seventy. Charlie Staines, $1.82. I think he scored two tries in 15 minutes um, in the back end of 2020 when these sides met. I think it was only his second game in the top grade as well. So no stranger is Charlie Staines to finding a try against the Seagulls. Moving on uh, to the second game on Saturday afternoon or Saturday evening, the Bulldogs up against the Yields the traditional rivals of the 80s and Uh, the form of the 80s, geez the Eels they might be showing that in recent times they're slowly slowly just climbing this ladder and um, second now on the overall standings and you know looking a real threat I know a lot of people had them sliding this year but we were pretty keen on them Tommy to to finish in the top four and they've shown um, that sort of form in recent weeks.
2: Yeah and they look every chance to do it now with teams like Canberra seemingly struggling so yeah Eels going really well and Isaiah Papalehi is uh, quickly becoming one of my favorite players, uh, not just from a supercoach point of view, but just in general. He's great to watch, finding the trial on most weeks. And it, with the supercoach point of view of a break, even of only 42 still, despite all the hard work he's done, he's probably set for another price rise. But um, it'll be interesting to see now with Ryan Madison, name on the bench, Ryan, uh, what happens long-term with Papalihi, Brown, Sean Lane and Ryan Madison. I think
1: everyone except Brad Arthur just, you know, would see that Papali'e has been playing too good. You know, you can't drop him Um, on his current form. I think Ryan Madison got through the New South Wales Cup match unscathed and he might be eased back into this NRL, this first grade setup. you know, with limited minutes. But I think going forward, um, particularly, you know, running through Origin into the back end of the finals, it'd it'd be very tough to leave either Madison... Or Papali'i on current form, at least out of this starting setup. Um, you obviously mentioned Madison there, the big team news uh, across the park. Is there anything to speak of? Any changes for the Bulldogs on the back of that surprise win against the Sharks? Uh,
2: they look to be sticking relatively solid here. A couple of uh, players needing to pass their HIA concussion tests, I should say, Matt Durie and Chris Smith. But um, look, probably hard to see the Bulldogs going back to back, but it was great to see them get a win the other night. They try very hard every week and. Uh, Good to see finally some success for their fans.
1: Speaking of success for the fans, the Knights will be out to restore the faith of uh, the Newcastle Tragics uh, when the Roosters come to town on Saturday nights and a showdown in the number ones, Kalen Ponga and James Tedesco. That is if Teddy ends up playing, of course. But uh, they, you know, headline this uh, the billing here, and the Knights have been pretty disappointing, I think, um, at least. In recent times, just not performing to their standard. They were decent enough against the Panthers last week, but uh, rightfully so, the Roosters will start favourites here. $1. forty-seven. the line at minus six. Uh, Newcastle head-to-head, $2.65 if you are having a play with top sport. But uh, yeah, I mean, looking at this, Tommy, even names like Clemmer and Saifidi, uh, they're just not producing the numbers that they have done in recent, in recent years. Why do you think that is? Is it just, you know, changing the style for the Knights? Uh, less minutes, perhaps, for these bigger names? I know Clemmer averaged big minutes last year. His last two performances, just 42 and 50 minutes. So maybe the bench rotation, uh, Adam O'Brien is just tinkering with it a little bit, and it might be impacting their style in the end.
2: Yeah, it's definitely, it's hurting Clemmer's scores. I know that personally, because I've, I've owned him all year, and it's just, it's been quite disappointing. And you just look across this entire Knights uh, forward pack, and on paper, it's, one of the best packs in the comp no doubt about it but I watched them the other night against Penrith and they really just got steamrolled so I don't know what's going on there but another big opportunity to prove themselves against the Roosters Saturday Roosters were so impressive on Anzac Day against a Red Hot Dragons prior to that game um, look good game in, in prospect I hope Teddy plays to see Teddy versus Ponga but if he doesn't will we see Joseph Suali find
1: <laughs> mate I know uh, you're really hoping so you know with one away on our draft competition but um You know, a lot of super coaches will be hoping so as well. I still think he's at least owned by 35%, 40%. That's just top of my head without uh, drilling down on it now. Speaking of the young guns, though, Sam Walker, how impressive has he been? Um, He's just, you know, his average is just phenomenal. It's just blowing away what we could have ever expected from the 18-year-old and uh, a score over 100 last weekend. Surprisingly enough, he's kicking goals as well. So this kid just come, he's burst onto the scene, he's made a stack of cash, and he's really proving himself just to be not just a cash cow, he's actually a viable um, reserve option off the bench for super coaches as well. When you're churning out scores like he is, um, sitting him there behind Cleary, it's a real luxury at that halfback slot.
2: Yeah, I think you've you've hit the nail on the head there. Like at the start of the year, we probably thought if he does play, he's a decent cash grab. But now, his performances, coupled with uh, the goal kicking, which is a huge bonus, and he hit them very well the other day, and Teddy was no star with the boot, or it neither is uh, Taukei really. So Walker probably probably keeps that mantle, you'd think. And he won't be involved in Origin, you wouldn't think. So there's so many uh, benefits to holding Walker.
1: Yeah, I think uh, majority of players would. And if they didn't to start the year, they definitely would have picked him up before he, he had a break even at one stage of about a minus 6,000. Um, it was just that good. Uh, he's opening two games in the NRL. Um, not too much else to speak of here. Obviously, uh, as we say at the top, a lot of the eyes, a lot of the interest will be on whether or not Teddy actually turns out. If he doesn't, though... Uh, you mentioned Suali briefly there, but what do you what do you think realistically? Do the, is it just a case of Marnie back to fullback and Ikevalu will come in as we saw midway through that clash against the Dragons? Yeah,
2: look, I don't know. I, I really don't know. That. I've heard contrasting reports about Ikevalu and Suali. No one seems to know. Trent Robinson's always been one to keep his cards close to his chest, so we'll have to wait and see. But, look, personally, I hope it's Suali. I'd like to see some more young talent after we've already seen Sam Walker and Reese Walsh. Be very uh, very impressive this year. Be good to see Suwali turn out as well.
1: You mentioned Walsh there. We'll get a chance to see him again on Sunday afternoon when the Warriors take on the Cowboys. Uh, this one up in Gosford. So the Warriors getting closer to that return back to Auckland. Uh, what an occasion that will be. Walsh, though, he starts this one in jersey number six. Uh, we saw him at fullback last weekend, but... Straight away, as soon as we saw him, Tommy, it was quick just to make those comparisons to Caelan Ponga, rightfully or wrongfully so, or unfairly so at such a young age and uh, with so much to live up to in that regard. But... It's hard not to draw a comparison, just the style of his play, even the look, the headgear, it just screams Caelan Ponger. And uh, the Warriors fans, they'll be excited looking on at uh, this young talent, which they have it's just fallen into their laps, hasn't it? Yeah, he was very
2: exciting to watch the other night. Um, I know the Warriors were dominated mostly by, by Melbourne, but some of his touches were really impressive for an 18-year-old. And I suppose it speaks volumes when Tuvasa of Shek offers to play on the wing to uh, let Walsh have a go at fullback. They obviously think highly of him to even allow that to happen. So obviously Walsh into the halves this week and RTS at one is probably still better for their team, but it's good to see them both in the setup, that's for We sure. jumped
1: the gun, I guess, a little bit early on Travojevic last week. We brought him in only after one week and he'll make his dollars this week. Are we confident, are we keen enough on Reese Walsh to do the same? I know he's only played one game and he looked very good. Um, but if we are trading out players like Teddy, like Pappenhausen, is Reese Walsh a genuine option here? He's not going to play Origin. Um, the Warriors have a, a decent enough run in the upcoming fixtures at least, just here off the eye test. Would you be against trading in Reese Walsh after just one performance in the NRL? I'd be
2: against it, but there is a lot of other options out there. I suppose if you're someone who's playing with one out-and-out out star fullback and then a cheapy. Walsh is a decent option, but if you're someone who wants two gun fullbacks, which is, I think, the model we're both operating with, um, you're obviously not going to go for Walsh. And also, Walsh at six, I don't know if that presents as much points as it would yeah. if he was playing at fullback
1: break even of minus 13 this week uh, Josh Curran we've already mentioned him at the top of the show minus 58 so he'll be a popular pickup I actually think he was the most popular player traded in not already in my team this week and I'm sure that that would be the case for a lot of people heading into round 8 Cross the board though looking at the Cowboys the big name in the big jersey number 13 Jason Tamalolo he's back and he will add a bit of starch and some ferocity to this Cowboys pack which has surprisingly found another gear after their enforcer, Josh McGuire has left. So uh, make of that what you will. But Tommy, seeing Jason Tamalolo in this lineup again, it's uh, only going to mean good things for Todd Payton and his men. Yeah, and look, hopefully he does play. Um, there's been a few times this
2: year where he's been a last-minute withdrawal and I think I've tipped him up for big scores and our bold predictions two or three times and then he's broken his hand. So hopefully uh, he can stay out of the walls and uh, get on the field on Sunday, and like you said, a massive help for them. Their forwards are going well, but uh, you can't replace Jason Tamuolo, so he will help uh, immensely. Yeah, just
1: looking here at the head-to-head and the lines. Um, arguably the closest game, if not the closest game of the weekend. At least the bookies are predicting a sixty-two favourites the Warriors against the Cowboys, $2.35 outsiders, and they get a 3.5 start. At $1.95 there. Plenty of points expected in that one as well. The over-under line set at 44.5. So expecting upwards of seven tries in that one. A sunny Sunday afternoon in Gosford. You wouldn't be betting against... The overs there, at least, uh, if that's anything to go by recent form. Uh, Rounding out, the last of round eight, of course, is the Dragons and the West Tigers. This one at Wynn Stadium in Wollongong. The Dragons, they start a heavy favourite here as we go to air on Tuesday night. uh, $1.29 head-to-head. The West Tigers, $3.60. We mentioned before uh, just this absolute shambles, this basket case that is the West Tigers. They just seem to claw and, and crawl from um, you know, misfortune to mistake and just, I don't know, whatever you want to call it. But there just seems to be nothing on the horizon of any good note. For the West Tigers, we might be being a little bit harsh, Tommy, but we kind of saw this coming from the preseason. You lose names like Benji Marshall and Harry Grant, and it's always going to be an uphill battle. Yeah,
2: exactly right. Um, I just think across their squad, they really just lack – any star power, they have a few solid players in Dane Laurie and Luciano Lelua, probably the the best two, I think. But um, yeah, there's just too many, I suppose, run of the mill players there, and they don't seem to respond to Coach Maguire, as was seen a few weeks ago against the Cowboys when they really had it all to play for at home. But to their credit, they did show out the next week against South and nearly beat them. So after a bad loss on the weekend, maybe there's another bounce back in store for them against the Dragons on Sunday.
1: You just wonder how many times that they can dip into that tank of playing off emotion. And I know that, um, you know, you look on and Madge is always very invested and very emotional about what's going on on the field. And you just wonder if that's that emotion is just starting to take its toll on the Tigers. But anyway, we're obviously far and away removed from that situation. Looking here at the break-evens, let's get, stick with what we know. Um, Jake Simpkin, obviously minus 38. He'll be a popular pickup there. Uh, for the Dragons though, not too much to speak of from the break-evens, but you look at this team list and another cheapy option here in the uh, centre wing slot is Max Fiangai, uh, who comes in on the wing, of course, with both Ravalawa and Pereira suspended. So uh, a new cheapy option emerges in the CTW slot if you are keen to pick uh, up someone at the bottom basement price.
2: Yeah, he does look an option for sure, this, this fixture probably sets up well for him and with lower out suspended, he should play outside Zach Lomax, which is a good place to be. And Dufty often chimes in on that side as well. So he could be on the end of a few tries on Sunday. Uh,
1: that wraps us up there for our round eight previews predictions, Tommy. Uh, let's get into our trades. I know we spoke of this uh, briefly before in our talking points segment. Uh, who are we going to bring in? Who are we going to leave out? Who are we going to uh, switch around if we have to? I'll kick us off here. Um, I mean, as I said, it was just an unfortunate go last week. I was pretty keen on bringing in Tohu Harris. I thought he would have had a great game against his old club. Um, get to see a little bit of Tohu this week uh, as we expect him to play. Um, a question before, do you sell the house or sell the farm to get in for feeder to do it? I've, I've brought him in. It's, you know, the way that they teach you how to buy shares. It's to buy low, sell high. And I'm buying high here, so I'm kind of going against everything which you've been taught about Supercoach. But I just think, you know, at his price... Um, it is it is a hefty one But the run of fixtures coming up And just the form that he's playing in There's no reason why that price can't continue to grow He will play Origin Which is a downfall to that But um, I've offset the loss of James Tedesco Who was expected to make big losses again this week With that of Nico Hines
2: Yeah mate, uh, Origin is becoming a big a big factor in my mind It's a big, uh, big reason why I'm only doing one trade this week I do want to keep some up up my sleeve for the origin period and beyond. Uh, This week, just losing Yitokamanu, the prop. He's done a decent job for me over time, but his break-even is is creeping up there now, and he's also, I think, only named on the bench for the West Tigers this week. So I'm going to get rid of him, made a bit of money out of him, and I'm going to go to Luke Thompson, I think. This is still TBA, but at the moment, Luke Thompson... Decent break even there at forty seven. He'll get that. He's been going really well for the dogs, and I'm happy to just uh, ride him and stick him on my bench, and I'll probably make him a playing reserve for now.
1: Yeah, he's uh, been impressive, hasn't he, Luke Thompson? Uh, since coming back to the back into this bulldog side, and he's had a little bit of starch and uh, maybe the tonic that the bulldogs needed to find their first win. Quickly, let's get into these bowl predictions before we wrap this up. I'll kick us off here. Uh, Friday night, I'll get things underway with Harry Grant. He had a shocker last week. Uh, didn't catch this game in full, but his supercoach score was quite low. I think it was under 30. So I'm thinking Harry can bounce back against the Sharks. I'll go Harry Grant to score 80-plus. David for feeder. The, the beast will just keep rolling this weekend. 100-plus for David. And let's put this into a little three-leg multi into Nathan Cleary to score 100-plus against the Seagulls. So uh, a couple of tons there for both Fafita and Cleary into Harry Grant into a cheeky 80-plus against the Sharks. So uh, three scores there from three potential Origin players or uh, well, three origin players in waiting there just to get the job done for their teams in round eight.
2: Yeah, mate, as bold as ever from you there. Come to expect that from you on a weekly basis these days and usually pretty usually pretty on the money with these. Uh, I'm going to go with Dave Fafita to score 115 or more. I just upped it a bit from 100 because really the way he's going, you should get 100 against Brisbane pretty easily. Uh, and also a bold prediction but sort of betting against the player Tommy Turbo has been excellent since coming back from injury, but this is a lot harder than the games he's had to play away to Penrith. I'm going to put him down for under 55. I know that's not that low, but by his standards, that is very low.
1: That's more than uh, half of his average off. So, yeah, you're expecting Tommy to be kept quiet by this Panthers side, which is pretty good at keeping uh, teams quiet. Tommy, that wraps us up here uh, for our round eight preview, round seven review podcast. Big thank you for joining us again. Tommy, big thank you to you. Uh, Big thank you to our listeners as well. Good luck in round eight. And a big thank you to topsport.com.au as well. If you are having a play on the footy this weekend, please do so with Topsport. You can find our links in our bio. Uh, Follow us at Supercoach365, as we say. Do so responsibly. And good luck uh, with your teams heading into round eight.